Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and my sometime co-hosts, Miss Purrington and Mookie, are back at home safely. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, our upcoming festivals page listing, which lists festivals from across the country and the world, and our 2023 FPIA contest page is live posting results as they happen. We're best known for our events page for live comedy shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW, where 100% of the entries you see come from comics and producers. If you want your show featured on the calendar, click Submit a Show from the top of the homepage or Events page to complete the short survey. It's free and easy. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo to our Instagram followers. Want to support these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Click the Support CW icon on our homepage to see the ways that you can help us. Now back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, we are talking to the longtime co-hosts of Sure Thing. They just celebrated their 500th show. Woo! Yeah. Woo! (laughs) They run Sure Thing Records. They were my very first interview guests. And it is a tradition to sit down together for our anniversary, our anniversary at Comedy Wham, to talk about the Austin comedy scene and beyond. But this year, we're not celebrating. We're shedding tears as the duo have decided to hang up the lights with the 512th, a.k.a. 512, show on October 6th. And now Comedy Wham presents our guests, Duncan Carson and Brendan K. O'Grady. And there's another person in the room who shall remain nameless. I don't think that really matters okay it's travis everybody it's travis it's travis the one and only have you ever been on mic on this show before it has been a very long time no i seem to recall once or twice yes i think once Once with us once once when i i was there yeah because i did i did one solo and i remember he was on okay all right okay then it's been more than three times yeah our baby boys growing up yeah that's honestly, and we don't we, we don't have to recap the whole thing, but you're about to go to college, and we were we went on a long tangent about the liberal arts, and when you said I'm going to study engineering, I was like, thank God. Yeah, all, uh, yeah. Everyone at the table breathed a sigh oh, yeah, of relief on your me. behalf. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not subsidizing this anymore. Yeah. Just it's like if like, you know, I've, I've hosted an open mic or like this one guy from we did a show in Dallas, and he asked me all these questions in like 2014, and then later he moved here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, did our conversation influence, <laughs> like, your actual life? I can't I can't oh, be accountable man. for that. I think people in Dallas have plenty of reason to move to Austin. That's I true. don't think it has anything to do with us. It's fine. <laughs> we missed your 500th show. I know. Mm. I'm sorry. Well, we've seen you since then. Yeah. Okay. How was it? It was great. It was, uh, it was sold out, yep. which is... You know, not not something, nothing you can take for granted post uh, pandemic, yeah. and especially with uh, you know, I, I think we counted like six or seven stand up dedicated stand up comedy venues mm-hmm. all downtown now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, happy happy to fill that out. And uh, now that the dog days of summer are starting to uh, start, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? School's back in session, yeah. ticket sales are back up again, and. Uh, yeah, it was a great show. A great show. But we, of course, missed you because you've been so kind to come <laughs> to so many of our little landmarks in the past. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a bummer. I think I milestones. It was. Were, I think this was when we were in Chicago, so we, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it was honestly really fun to do like a, because every June is like our birthday of the show. Yeah. And every month, every year, we're just like, should we do anything like special? We're just like, whatever, like. So we've never really had just just a like, hey, it's it's a milestone show, yeah. and yeah. it's sold out. A lot of people have said nice things about it. You know, it was it was fun. Yeah, it's yeah. been great. And then of course we had we were holding on to this news. I do feel like I have to apologize because we we met. Or I think it was in January yeah. that was yeah. the last time we we spoke on Mike, mm-hmm. and we had to lie to your face. <laughs> uh, I had to pretend. I had to pretend that I knew we were gonna uh, that I didn't know we were gonna we were going to wrap it up, but. Um, yeah, the, we, we've been talking about it for a little while, and 
the 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 official reason is I'm moving for my job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I have I have a, to make a, a real living doing something, and uh, you know, there's a million other things that go into it, and just knowing kind of when's the right time is the right time. But it, it's something that we've been talking about for a while. Mm-hmm. Just just figuring out, you know, how do you how do you not outstay your welcome when you've been doing it for <laughs> for over a decade? You know, so. we didn't plan to do it this long. But here we are. Really? That's true. That's very true. <laughs> None of this should be happening. Anymore. Which isn't to say we had like a plan to to go out at some point. Just I I would say if you asked us in 2012, like how long will this show go on? Yeah, we'd be like, yeah, a few more years for, for like sure. Three, like, maybe. Yeah, well, we three would been be like, a great yeah, run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we would have been like, well, we'll for, we'll do it for as long as we can, and we yeah. did. We did. We have. And you were gluttons for punishment because when Austin Java shut down, you could have said, eh, we got the sure thing records. We'll keep, we'll use that to keep busy. We sure could have. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but there's also something about like wanting to kind of go out on your own terms and the way things ended yeah. there yeah, yeah. with like, yeah, with, with uh, them just calling us in and, and saying like, hey, um, we only make money uh, for like a couple of morning couple of morning shifts and during your show. During the show. Gosh, and, yeah. you know, I don't know if you know much about the coffee shop business, but Saturday night, not usually peak business hours. No. So, so yeah, so that location wasn't doing, wasn't doing the numbers they wanted. And uh, it just, yeah, we, we definitely knew we were, I mean, at that point we were like, we have felt like we had so much momentum and it was just like, it was heartbreaking to think that like, that we were just going to be done because the venue closed. But um, it was, it was a journey to, to, I mean, it felt like 10 months in the wilderness before yeah. things worked out with fallout yeah. and we're so glad it did cause it was perfect. But yeah. yeah. And allowed you to make a little bit of income to, you know, or uh, how should I say this? Uh, there was money coming in from ticket sales as opposed to relying on whatever the coffee shop was willing to share. I mean, it's yeah, all, Duncan, it's all Duncan, sharing. <laughs> yeah. If we did the math, did, <laughs> did we make more money when the show was free and we were getting paid by the, by the uh, shop? you I know, think, I think we cleared a little more actually. Really? Honestly, <laughs> well, they got to keep the lights on here, man. Like yeah, this is, this is, this is an institution. You know? Well, honestly, if you factor in, cause Austin Java, we had a, like a hundred dollar tap. That's true. Yes. Where so like, especially there were periods in my life where I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some food and take some food to go. Their food was good. And it was, yeah, yeah it was pretty yeah, good too. Yeah, I don't food. think yeah. I ever tried the food. That was a good restaurant. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. You missed out. Uh, so yeah, I think if you factor in that tab, we probably made more there, because we got like a flat rate every week, okay. as essentially like part of the sales. And now here we are dependent on taking sales. Yeah. Um, but we've had some good stretches here. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's very nice that uh, that the way things ended up, we're gonna, we're going to do almost exactly the same number of mm-hmm. shows in each of the two venues. It's about half and half. Yeah. Which is cool because, you know, like there was a there was definitely a while uh when we first moved here that I mean I was adjusting to it's not a free show anymore. It's a ticketed show. The vibe is different. The audience expectation is different. It it just it just wasn't the same thing. And I'm mm-hmm. such a creature of habit and and I was very partial to what we had going on in the the space that was like, you know, fully DIY and and the way things grew organically. So I'd feel like I was almost like almost unfairly comparing the shows here to the previous ones. And yeah, with a long enough timeline, I now really treasure the time that we've had here. I'm glad that we have the kind of same number of shows because I'm really going to have like a lot of memories of both eras. You know, I've got my favorite moments and stories and memories from the first five years. And then, uh, you know, just as many now from the second five. I'd also say like if fallout hadn't, come a calling because they invited us to talk about it um bobby segovia when yep. the time came because like we spent that 10 months like i don't know if we we, like, we looked at a couple venues where the prospect would be much like austin java mm-hmm. starting the only comedy show there and getting a whole new thing off the ground and we were just like i don't know if we can mm. muster up that sort of energy so to, to just kind of hit the ground running at a comedy venue is the best way to do it absolutely for sure yeah and, and get another five years out of it yeah not count even without the pandemic it was six years ago now and, and i don't think any of us knew how it was gonna go because you know the, the think picture of the fallout ownership and what they stepped into you know transforming this place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know in some ways rebuilding a new audience and uh turning over all the programming and everything i mean all the credit in the world to the staff of course and 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 more than anybody the owners uh for for putting so much of their you know time and love and uh oh yeah money Money. this place yeah. so i mean they 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 made it a place that could sustain 
our show. And, uh, you know, they might even say help vice versa. Like it was a mutually beneficial relationship. But I know from my side of things, like we were definitely starting to not give up hope, but like just (laughs) starting to question like, are we ever going to find a venue? Maybe not. Like, you know, yeah, we, we were, we were, we were getting ready for the hiatus to last a little longer than it was. That's for sure. Yeah. That was one of the standout, uh, pieces of information and, and quotes from the the chronicle piece that i did about the fallout mm. and how uh bob robert bobby bobby Comedy. <laughs> he said like having a stand-up showcase at, hosted at fallout theater was like a really big deal for their overall programming because they they had been traditionally well known for sketch and improv uh, i know they did some open mics as well but having you know a showcase and, and a well-known one at that was, was was beneficial for them yeah you know some people are tuning into this uh and their recent transplants to austin and no they idea think what we're talking and about. well they, they they think oh couldn't they've just done it at the comedy mothership yeah <laughs> couldn't yeah. they have just done it at uh the sunset strip <laughs> this shit didn't exist folks like, there, there was no comedy there was no comedy scene until the people who were here well there was there was i mean nothing like it was now until the the people who have been here for 15 plus years started started their rooms and once again you know the people who took over this space had a job a, a, a big yeah. turnaround to do in front of them i mean they were yeah. in a hole uh I, I don't know about financially but like they were in a hole just in terms of like reputation. public perception yeah. and reputation and and uh you know nobody liked the people who ran this place before mm-hmm. and uh you know they've they've worked minor miracles and then it's just crazy to me that that this venue is one of the ones to not only survive COVID, but come back thriving compared mm-hmm. to a lot of other venues, you know? I mean, yeah. affordability is going to be an issue for everybody down the line, but, uh, you know, just couldn't be proud, couldn't be more proud of the people that fall out and everything they've done here. Yeah, for sure. Um, what has been the reaction from, you know, people that come to the show a lot now that the cat's out of the bag <laughs> that, that you're wrapping up with 512, uh, but also comics who have been booked on your show <laughs> over the history of time reaching out and saying what that's i would say the there's you know there's there's an old guard sort of reaction that is like uniformly bummed <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah. sure. like a like a doug mellard i think i saw him the other day Aww. and he's just like oh i'm so so bummed about the show man i'm like yeah me too dude uh <laughs> Uh, because, but, or even like McCray said it to us where he's yeah. like, you guys remember to book me. And I was like, well, <laughs> cause it is, you know, with, I think with so much turnover, it's been nice for a lot of the people we still know to not have to like go to mics or send us clips or whatever. But, um, but yeah, there's been a lot of people that they're like, oh, that was my first set or my first headline and, uh, a certain amount of sentimentality about it. And that's, yeah, that's been very heartening, I'd say. It's it is very lovely, and and the truth is, you know, one of the things I just didn't really expect about having been in one stand up scene for as long as we've been, let alone running a show for as long, is that, you know, I became a stand up comic by doing this show, right? Like I started I started out doing stand up here, and I was brand new to stand up. I'd done other kinds of comedy in my my younger years, but like I started out and was dog shit and learned how to do it at all the whole time that we were doing the show. And there are a lot of comics who, you know, went to the old open mic at Austin Java and that's where we first saw them and they got, you know, did 10 minutes at our show. And then, you know, here we are a year later to whatever it is and they headline the show. And I didn't really, I didn't really anticipate how many of those people there were going to be. And, you know, a lot of them have been, really kind and you know effusive in in they've said some nice things and there actually are quite a few show regulars who you know we had to we had to say goodbye to people who came every week uh when we became a ticketed show because you should not be spending uh two (laughs) hundred dollars a month on this show uh and that's understandable but there are a lot of people who still make it a point to come really regularly you know we see people sometimes you know as often as every other week some people sure yeah um and uh they've also of course been really kind and you know the the the, the thing to remember though for everybody is like comedy's gonna go on this this comedy scene is is you know we're we're we're, we've just played some role in it over the course of the time we're here at moments that role maybe was a little more outsized than it is right now and it's great that there i mean there's more comedy here than ever there can be a stronger scene than ever. 
there's a lot to negotiate between all the the you know the problems that come with affordability and who's moving here and yeah. who's doing comedy and what audience they're chasing and there's a lot of bullshit and a lot of bad you know non-art masquerading as like we're just here to have a good time man but the fact <laughs> is there the raw materials exist here for the scene to continue growing and and becoming yeah. better than ever you know yeah. and what's, yeah. i think what's fascinating about it emotionally is like it is like because whatever last week i think hunter duncan was closing out and mm-hmm. said some nice things about you know it was his last headline of it and it was his first one too he, and he posted all week about it and he said more things when we wrapped up and then i went to hang out at the at a bar after where there's a lot of comedy people and uh, several of those comedy people were like, hey, who are you? How long have you lived here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because they're regulars at Roscoe's oh. and all the other places. It's yeah. perfectly reasonable, yeah. you know? Yeah. So these things all happen at the same yeah. time now. Yes, and and it's important, you know, to everything there is a season. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> and our time <laughs> couldn't be forever, you know? Um, I've said it before, but like, you know, it's not good for a stand-up comedy scene to have one show that's like the cool, good show. You know, like it, it needs to be other shows have to rise and become the hip, fun thing and yeah. generate their own heat and you know find their own audiences and things like that. That like, is, that, that that's is, a sign of a good comedy scene. In some ways, I feel like we're dinosaurs that they're just doing things our way this this whole time. And you know, some other dinosaurs are glad that we remember to book them because we've been around long enough that we know them. <laughs> but you know, there there are there are so many great comedians here, and so many more that are coming up. And they don't need us; they don't need our show to be what they become. We're just lucky enough that we got to play that role for some people in yeah. the time we were here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I I'd like the di- I would have liked the dinosaur to stick around <laughs> because I always knew if I was coming to a Sure Thing show, I was promised a good time. We did and, our best. You know, it's right there in the name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure Even though not inspired by the movie. No. Nope. <laughs> Is the movie? Still not. <laughs> Don't. Man. Oh God. Oh no. I'm sorry. Dave Ives. No, 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 no. So, so the short play, the one act play yeah. by David Ives, David Ives, that is, is a, yes, that, that is where the name came yeah. from. Uh, and it's because we were trying to name, uh, we've told the story, told yes. the story too many times. Paging yeah. through a book of things for looking for a name. Yeah. There's a John Cusack movie called. Yes. Called the, the Sure, sure thing. thing. Yeah. From the eighties. Yes. So don't. Well, I've watched a lot of 80s movies. Well, yes. this this one isn't like, you know, <laughs> it's not even say anything. Like it's not bad. It's less, lesser. I think know. it's better than say anything, but. Right. I think Camera Crow sucks. So, well, we don't have time for that. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> um, tell me about Sure Thing Records and what's going on with that, because you've got a Mac Blake recording Ooh. in the bank. It's back, baby. It needs back. This will be, depending on when this comes out, there will be a there will be multiple releases coming out soon. Ooh. Indeed. Ooh. That's yes. exciting. Yes. I think we can we can we can say Mac Blake's album record with the last time we were here, we yep. said we're gonna record his record yeah. in February. And now we have a release show Saturday, September thirtieth that's coming out. And Mac's gonna do a show here and we're gonna be giving away copies of bird drugs, bird drugs. And telling jokes and, and having fun. And then um, we definitely have Avery Moore's record coming. Nice. Nice. So uh, we're actually going to be doing we're, we're going to be doing kind of a a as is like if you were there you remember how, what a special night it was and we're not even going to bother trying to polish it up so much like it it was a long fun set and we're going to put out the Avery Moore live at the Spider House Ballroom record uh, January two thousand twenty yeah the 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 last good night <laughs> of our lives so the that would actually be a decent wow. title I don't I was trying I, I pitched yeah. it yeah. yeah. But uh, that's sort of like half the the idea because she wants to. We're gonna talk to her about re-recording a new thing earlier mm-hmm. next year. So, but to just put this one out is like, remember that, and then the world ended. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's been banked, and like I, I feel so bad because she she really got just the worst end of the timing of the mm-hmm. pandemic and stuff. Like you know, some some things yeah. were far enough along. Like uh, like Palumbo's record came out while things were locked down, mm-hmm. but we were already so far into to fin- we were so close to finishing it already. You know. But Avery's like it was just one of those things where she had this culmination of her time doing stand up and recorded all this great material, and some of it was some of it was sort of topical and some of it wasn't. But then then everything shuts down and she lost her job. Like like I lost my job and a lot of people lost their jobs. Yeah, me too. So much life happened in that time, and it just just really threw a, a spanner in the works, you know. Yeah. And there was some question on on like well like 
do you want to just re-record this stuff? Do we want to just take a shot at it? And uh, but now we're at the point where you know Avery's Avery. She's she's too funny not to have more stuff. You know, yeah. so she's thinking about recording more stuff and let's let's put this other thing out. So <laughs> if you if you were there, you know it was truly one of the most fun nights I've ever had. Like yeah. just just watching a comedy show. It was such a blast. Totally packed, hot crowd at the ballroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you weren't there, guess what? You're gonna get to join in the magic here very the soon. whole night. Front and back. Yeah, it'll be fun. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, hopefully more records. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so Sure Thing Records will remain a going concern. Um, and I will no longer live in the state of Texas, but I hope to have reasons to come back. So we're, we're hopefully going to be uh, still putting them, still still be Austin-focused and still be uh, working with comics to, to help them help them realize their dreams. <laughs> yeah. And national because that's that's been part of your your sure thing uh, collection as well as getting some national. You never know. Maybe this guy will meet some Portland people. Yeah, it uh, oh, you know, yeah. it just depends on the person and what they need and everything. Although yeah. although when we we did have a conversation about wanting to be more uh, stay Austin focused, mm-hmm. um, uh, just because it, it was really how everything started. Like the idea really did come from being like you know. Anyone can just record themselves and put it on Spotify. You, anyone can, right? Yeah. So, like, what is the purpose of even having, a, a, you know, a production label in a digital media environment? Mm. And the answers are twofold. Uh, number one, it's fun to make things with your friends and have people you trust who can bounce ideas off and just help you with things. You know, a lot of a lot of people, comics are neurotic people or just have a hard time making decisions. So, you know, being in a group environment with trusted people that can help. But second is to, to hopefully make a platform that, that says, Hey, here is comedy from Austin, mm-hmm. you know, not just a random voice in the wilderness, but like part of a, part of a scene, part of, part of a, a place that where, where you came up as a comic and a place where, you know, people, people have their own style of, of up. It's not New Yorky. It's not, it's yeah. not, you know, LA it's, this is Austin comedy, you know? So that's always been a priority for us. And we definitely want to maintain that, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. We got two records coming out. Isn't that enough? What do you want? We'll yeah. do more. I promise. <laughs> okay, fine. Can, can I ask a question? Of yeah, course, buddy. Of course. Okay. I was actually wondering, have you like done research into like what the comedy scene in Portland is like? Like what? looked into that at all? Ah. Well, for, well, let me let me let me uh, uh, restate. I am moving for work, so the the, the 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 decision is not made exclusively for comedy. Oh yeah, but I probably wouldn't have picked a town that didn't have a comedy scene. Um, you know, the, the truth is, we've had a lot of friends from up there who are no longer there anymore, yeah. uh, and you know, True. we've had some amazing comics coming out of there. But like people that people that I was friendly with or have known over the years, uh, you know, Curtis Cook is gone, Shane Torres is gone. Uh, you know, Bridgetown is no longer there. Is, they don't do Bridgetown anymore, oh. so there's not that kind of like central event that the whole comedy calendar is organized around. But this guy will start it back up in like two minutes. <laughs> oh my god, oh, yeah, he's no, gonna no. go stir crazy. I am not yeah. starting a show in a new town. But uh, but you know, but a part of me is hoping. Yeah, I, there's definitely comedy going on. It just it's just one of those like kind of it's it's in like a it's in a quiet cycle right now until it produces lots more great comedy. Right. So yeah, uh, part of part of it. Part of the decision making did come down to like, well, you know, I'll be in a new town and, you know, having stand up as a reason to go check out this bar I've never been to and go to a different part of town and stuff. So I am looking forward to going somewhere where I can just be a comic, not guy who produces a stand up show and has a part time job doing it every week, you know. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But I'm also just turned 41 yesterday is my birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and I still I still love doing stand up, but I have to figure out what I want stand up to be, you know, when it's when I'm at a different age, you know, like life is long and there's more stuff to do. And uh, and I don't have any interest in doing this, like to be in the entertainment business, you know. So so what am I going to want to do? We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I've, this this show has been my guiding principle and organized so much of my life and especially my comedy life that I'm just kind of eager to see what it looks like when I just have kind of an open road in front of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. You ever been to Portland before, nope. Travis? No, we haven't. You want to come visit? I wouldn't be opposed. All right, okay, well. <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't be just, opposed. Okay. <laughs> there was a shrug that came with that, too, in case you were wondering how ringing that endorsement <laughs> was. Um... Let's let's get wistful here. What are you going to uh, miss the most about doing the show? <laughs> Nothing. 
this guy. I I, yeah. I knew we were both going to say this. Thing. Truly, it's yeah. just hanging out with my best friend every week. Oh. That's really what it comes down to. And we've been, we talked about this a lot because, because yeah, because yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know hemming and hawing and mental anguish that went into yeah. the conversation about like hey like we can see an end on the horizon. When's it going to come? And and uh, truly, what was hardest about it and and. Uh, what what I think we both realized over the process of that is that the only reason this kept going is because it's just good to see my best bud every week, you know, and it's it's the thing that makes sure that we get to hang out and yeah. do stuff and uh, and it's been fun it's been fun since he moved back to town. <laughs> now that he's actually in town, yeah. we've uh, we've we've had a nice little little uh, little run going of we do the show yeah. and then you come over and we crash uh, out, yeah. watch random Simpsons episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, so so we've been able to hang out a little bit more and spend more time together, knowing that we're knowing that we're not going to be in town together anymore. It is really just like, and I think about this a lot as my life goes through different shapes and jobs and and significant others or whatever. But like a, a big appeal of comedy is you just kind of don't have to worry about either having friends or having plans yeah. or making them, you know. So to just be spoiled for tw- 11, 12 years, yeah. like. Cause, well, because the first year that I lived here, we were hanging out three, four times a week or whatever. Oh yeah, still miking. We had a we had a podcast ourselves mm-hmm. for a little while, and and then the show was the thing, and we've never we've never really had to make an effort <laughs> to uh, to hang out more than you know once a week or less than once a week, except during the pandemic. Sure, and it wasn't easy. No. Like, it, we we were trying to figure out a project to do together because you know he was out of state and and stuff, yeah. so it, you know. It is going to be hard. I, I will say also that that extends to all the comics that we invite onto yeah. the show. And we've really made more of an effort knowing in the last like year and a half or so, knowing that, that there was going to be an ending to be like, all right, a lot of booking considerations now are going to come down to who do we want to hang out with? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so it, it, people don't have to say nice things about the show, uh, you know, to be invited on. Usually, it's <laughs> someone that we want to hang out with. And well, if they're hearing it now, we're out of spots. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, but no, but but I but I'm saying that that I will definitely miss like not just seeing you every week, but yeah. like it, it was it was a reason to it was a way to stay socially engaged with people. You know, I mean, I started doing stand up when I was thirty, like I I or almost thirty, like. Um, I didn't get my social life out of this. You know, I had to like work this into my life. Mm-hmm. And so having the show was a great way to see a lot of, a lot of comics that I wouldn't necessarily otherwise see if I wasn't on a show with them that week, you know, yeah. luckily they were here. So I'll definitely miss that too. Yeah. In the crowds. They're, yeah. They're number course. two. Of course. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, at some point, okay, the, here's the truth. Here's the, here's the, the absolute truth, right? The crowds don't need us. There's 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 comedy. There's mm. plenty of other things to go do. It's true. And I don't need the crowd. Like truthfully, like well, we need a crowd. But yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be those people. So there are some specific people like y'all who have been wonderful friends for the show and have had like a real like I mean we've we've literally watched Travis grow up. Like we've literally sure, watched literally, Travis grow yeah. up. Um, and that that that's wonderful. But but no, it, it's about those people. It's about the people you have a relationship with, and that's that's you know people like you. That's the comics we know and love, and that's each other. And what will you not miss? <laughs> oh, where to start? <laughs> you know, I mean, just not having uh, the, the answer is not having to do it every single week. Mm. And, let you know, it, it's it's cool w- to do 500 or something. It's cool to do 512 of something. It also. But when we've told people, you know, some out of towners have come to do the, the show. And we're like, yeah, uh, this is show number 499. Like, whoa, how do you do that? I was like, you do it every week. Just keep doing it. Every yeah. week. You know, unless there's a world historical plague that makes you stop or your venue closes unexpectedly, you do it every <laughs> week. And the thing about every week is it's every week. Yeah, you've made a big promise about that. Yeah, you know, so Christmas. it's... New yeah, I, and, oh. and it's it's games. it's worked. Sure, yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's worked out. But um, you know, my my poor wife, like we we the, oh, the, yeah, the, no the, how much time she's dates. given up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, for a while it was Saturdays. Yeah, oh, right, uh, and, right. And we were both working. You know, uh, you know, oh. five, six, seven days a week. So, you know, yeah, it, just just not having to do it and. I mean, there's still a lot of physical labor that goes into the show. There's a lot of energy and time that goes into yeah. booking and 
I'll say the curtains. His <laughs> home is the. Curtain. Oh God, those fucking <laughs> curtains! The bane of my existence Six, at this point. Seven more times, put those up there. And, yeah, and, and they're getting more tattered and raggedy. Yeah, and so I have to hide that by like draping them oh. certain ways. There's holes in them that keep them from hanging up <laughs> properly, and they're falling apart. And it actually almost feels like the show, the show. is only going to last as long as the curtains last. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so doing shit like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we hang the lights every single week. You know, we. And we, we pick them up, we put them up, we take them down, all that stuff. You know, it's it is labor and it's it's work that you know we don't take a lot of money from. Um, just just records and weed, pretty much. That's all we really <laughs> buy buy for ourselves with uh, with the show. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of, lot of things that come with it, but it's mostly just the the sheer commitment. And I said I've said this to Duncan a million times. What keeps you going is once you do so much of it. I knew, you know, I only get to keep doing this for as long as I keep doing it. And that has been, that's been fun. That is inertia, right? But at some point you're ready to be an object at rest. One of my burning questions is what is happening with those lights? Those world famous lights. (laughs) I was going to ask the same thing. Are they even famous? Do you know how many comics <laughs> we've had on who do not realize we decorate the stage? They just fucking somebody, assume Somebody, I won't name the person, but somebody was like, they had done the show several months before. Many times, yeah. And they were like, I didn't even realize there were lights back there. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I didn't, especially. I never noticed the drapes. I didn't realize there were special curtains. Have, well, you, have you been to a show here other than our show? Yeah, it's an improv theater, bro. They like got a, they, they got a fucking our town wooden uh, thing with a window in it. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a there's a there's yeah, a I don't uh, know why the I farmer just, like... and the cowboy poke should be friends uh, <laughs> set deck uh, then, up there. Then us putting up the curtains has accomplished exactly why. Exactly. We do it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking planned. Yeah. But there are curtains behind the little window. You can just no. No, you no? can't. No. no, because they're, they're several stuck? feet behind it. Oh, they oh. M- and they're and they're they're anchored to the wall. Oh, they made some noise when we came here <laughs> about having some sort of retractable thing that we could. But we've mm. just been tossing up curtains for six years. I'm not laying this at their feet. They, uh, they gave us the curtains. <laughs> certainly, certainly, they provided the curtains. Yeah, but uh, so what's going to happen to the arrows, Duncan? Oh, I I'm going to keep them in my attic of my little <laughs> tiny house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, wait, when you say attic, you mean where you sleep? No, there's on the other side. There's storage. Oh, amazing! Dun- in, Duncan lives in a tiny house. In so. the other nook. It's a literal t- tiny house. But yeah. yeah, he's moving. But he, we, you know, obviously we might keep the arrows around in case there's like a record release show or or oh, some sort of sense. special thing. So uh, I, yeah, I, I do I, hope to come back yeah. and do one off sure things here mm-hmm. and there. You know, if we can do one or two a year, that'd be great. But, but they are they are sure thing only. So I'm gonna keep them just in case we do some sort of. Mm-hmm special event yeah where did you get those arrows by the way uh the austin antique mall up off uh 183 and like burnish probably not far from where you live now not that far but uh um yeah didn't plan never on seen it before didn't never seen plan it on arrows but went with the intention of finding something cool it's true duncan duncan w- yeah we, <laughs> we, we were talking about like yeah can we decorate the stage somehow maybe and a light up s and a t it's 100 percent him because you see those light up marquee type yeah, things yeah. and i saw the arrows instead yeah. Nice. The creative touch. Spent most of the money I had at the time. <laughs> How much did they cost? I think they were like forty bucks each. Oh boy. So that was that was more like <laughs> That was a lot of money for us at that time. A lot of money for me in twenty twelve. Me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Are you kidding? I was still at the draft house. Yeah. <laughs> I was making milkshakes on the morning shift. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. I was uh, all freelance at that point in time. Yeah. Do you have another question you want to ask? No. <laughs> no. Not at the moment. Zeros. Sure. Um, I want to ask a future-looking question. Let's say, let's fast forward to 10 years in the future, oh. Austin comedy scene. Who knows what it's going to look like? Really got um, far afield here now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you think people, what would you like people to say about the Sure Thing showcase that ran for 12, 11 years? I mean, if anybody <laughs> even remembers it at that point, that's a huge W. Like, I, like yeah. if if it, if those words escape anyone's lips in ten years, that's amazing. I mean, it, we we have a more ephemeral culture than we ever have. You know, think everything's digital. Everything is yeah. content. Everything goes, you know, in one ear and out the other in real time. You know, and that's fine. 
like I, I, I don't have to be the 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 words the on some the 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 dying words on someone's <laughs> lips on their deathbed, you know. <laughs> like it's it's okay, like, you know. Uh, this can just be a thing. Yeah. This can just be a thing that we had together yeah. when we had it, you know. Well, and, and that's that's always been. Because we we joke around week to week sometimes, like why are we still doing this? Because, well, because our careers never really took off otherwise, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's partially true, I suppose. But it's also just been like a product of our friendship and a certain, I want to say, modesty of ambition. <laughs> Even that, <laughs> just just this is what we wanted to do: is run a good show that put on, like that provided all the comics here for its time a great platform. So hopefully for the next several years, people will talk about it like we talk about Punch and so on and so forth. But 10 years from now, yeah, that'd, that'd be a well, reach. I don't the, know. The best legacy I can imagine would be if comics who have some kind of sentimental attachment to the show, right? If they're running shows, if, yeah. if they took any observations or lessons from the show they liked mm-hmm. doing and they make their show better from it, because that's how we did this, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, Punch is the, the show... That if it if it didn't exist, we probably would not have made this show. Would not be what it is. It just wouldn't be. Yeah. Um. And and in some ways, I feel really grateful to just be like in a chapter in the story, right? Like mm-hmm. and and uh, one one part for a time in the conversation. But when you're done with that chapter, you keep going. You keep going on to the, the further chapters. And if someone mentions it again, cool. But you don't have to be a callback in someone's story. Part part mm-hmm. of what I really like about comedy and stand up in particular is that it really is a, a, a form where the magic is in the room, you know? And you can make, you can make, uh... <laughs> oh, baby boy bus, Garrett bus, poking <laughs> his head in. Hi, Garrett, hi. say hi. Just wanted to, hi. Hi. Hi, hi just Garrett. wanted to make sure everything's going good. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I, I think it's solid recording. <laughs> yeah, we're now, we're now pointing and making sure that the red <laughs> light means recording. Are yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Expertly set up. And if I know this show... This part will not be cut around. <laughs> that is correct. No. To, to finish a thought, part of what I love about stand-up comedy is that it's the magic of what happens in the room, right? And you can we do our best with recordings to prevent, present a facsimile of that, right? Mm-hmm. And and kind of help translate the feeling of what the audience was enjoying about it in the room. But everybody at this table certainly knows, anybody who's been to a stand-up comedy show knows that part of what makes it so special is the energy you're feeling that night. And sometimes the crowd sucks and it's not as fun. And sometimes the, everyone's super hot and it's extra fun. And and if you weren't there, it's over. The recording you're going to get is just one example of how that sounded. Mm-hmm. But this joke has killed some nights and eaten shit another night. And what's it going to do tonight? <laughs> or, or, you know, is it going to do really well or a little bit well? Whatever. Those, the 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 margin of difference in all those things is is where the magic is, and if you weren't there, you weren't there, and if you didn't go to Sure Thing, you had eleven years. Now it's gone. Yep. So go see another great show. <laughs> magic is happening tonight. You know, ten yeah. years from now, and uh, yeah. So I, I I don't need to be, I don't need to be in the history books. I don't. I mean, if if anyone remembers this at all, that is that is I'm overjoyed. Truly, I think a lot of people are gonna remember Sure Thing. At least I will. I, I love mean, you. I love you too, buddy. Invented too many shows not to remember. I know, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Half so of you. life? Yeah, my so my I mean you guys I've told you this a million times. You are my therapy. <laughs> recovery from divorce. So. I know. Uh, by the way, did you ever go to actual therapy? Yeah. Uh no. No <laughs> not after the divorce, no. Okay. I only needed comedy. Travis, should she have gone to actual therapy? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm glad we could help. But, but I also hope that you are growing as a person and finding your, your peace in life. I'm but normal, I'll, right? <laughs> but also I think it's just because like you guys are talking about a lot about punch, but I never. I went to like maybe two punch shows. Yeah, because I was too yeah. young. Yeah, you were a child. I wasn't allowed in. An yeah. actual child. Yeah, but <laughs> because of that, sure thing was just more special because it was like if I wasn't busy, my mom would be like, "Okay, you want to go see sure thing?" Yeah, sure. I don't have anything to do. It's fun. That's very cool, and I I, I love getting to be someone's memory. That's that's amazing. That's, yeah, that's that that's it, I'm I'm verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I've I've seen so many magical moments at Sure Thing, and I can think of Martin Urbano when he was doing his throwing away the the posy mm-hmm. pictures. Yeah. Uh, Kat Renzimski soon after she was attacked. Yeah. That you know that was soon that happened pretty soon after, and she came you know just mesmerizing. Yeah. 
uh, Brooks Whelan. Yeah, if you remember that, that was show. a great show. That was just I, incredible to watch. Yeah, I, and Richard, our web guru, just went to go see John Oliver, and Brooks is opening for John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I have the you know these vivid memories, and I'm wondering, do you have vivid memories of you know? I'm sure you have many, at least 500, you know, by the time this comes out, at least 500 or 512. Sure. Uh, are there any that particularly stand out for you, even not just as sure thing, but as Brendan or as Duncan? Oh, man. I, I, I wish I had a better pat answer for this because people, people have been asking it. But the truth is 500 plus shows really do blur together. Like it, it, it was more yeah. just yeah. like a a smear of happy emotion for a chunk of my life, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, I'll say, I think we've talked about this before, you and me, where just like the, the, the first like half of 2012 is etched really well in my mind. Because mm-hmm. in February, we turned the show into Sure Thing. That's when we changed the name. And I remember that very first one really well. Because mm-hmm. there was Cubis headlines. Yep, free and, week. But then we had three like LA dudes. Dave Ross was one of them. Huh. Um, and a couple other guys that, and you know, we're still like, what, this is 2012, we're two years, three years into comedy or whatever mm-hmm. tops. And it's, you really want to impress those dudes. They're from Los Angeles yeah. and they're, especially Dave Ross. He was running Holy Fuck at the time. Yeah. Very well-known independent show out there. And, uh, so. Uh, and a, a partial inspiration for this show as well. Yeah. Holy yeah. Fuck. So that was the first show with the name shirt thing, with the arrows, everybody crushed and I think I remember texting you after where I was like, that was like a festival, but like we did it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it was like two months later was the first South by where we got a bunch of cool, crazy guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, like a month after that was a, a show in April that we mentioned all the time where we had Joe DeRosa who came and did like a 20 minute guest spot and McRae was headlining and he was like, in my mind, ridiculously nervous. For somebody of his stature, but he's like, I don't want to follow this guy. We're like, of course you can follow. J-. Like, you're great. You know, we're not going to put him after you. You're the headliner. We didn't know if he would make it or not. Yeah. And that was that I, Mike McRae did the, uh, the bit about the Boston bomber marathon oh. thing. That was the debut? It was the next day. It was the day after. The Boston Marathon bombing happened on a Friday. Yeah. And the next day, (gasps) Mike did that bit. And if you've seen Mike McRae do stand-up in the last few years, he still does it. It's a fully, and he did it fully formed. I'm sure he's found beats or jokes in it, but like it was the whole thing. And he literally led with it after he'd been talking about like, oh, I can't follow Joe DeRosa. And it's the next day. And when he starts the bit, it's a recent tragedy in the news. So the whole crowd is like dead silent. And then when he finds the angle of like, because the dude hid in a boat, <laughs> and you're like, you know that boat was already a sore spot in that marriage. I told you when you so bought that crazy. fucking boat, like it just leveled the room. Like I'll never forget that moment yeah. standing have on I that. Have I seen that? I don't think you have. No, I really no. want to see that. I, yeah. I was standing on the it's ramp. So good. I was standing on the ramp yeah. next to next to Joe and DeRosa. Like li- like that bit's going on and it's just killing it. And DeRosa's literally just like, mm, man, I'm glad I already went. Jeez, like, <laughs> like he didn't want to follow it. It was such a good, and, and but also it was it was so fresh, and for it to have come that way, yeah. every comic was just like, "How is he doing this?" So yeah, that that first winter spring of the show of calling it sure thing, mm-hmm. and like getting cool guests and really feeling like, "Oh, this could go on for a while." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The South by Southwest shows were also really fun. Yeah, uh, you know, we were free, and that coincided, you know, with with when because I, I think. South by has really pared back its comedy offerings at this point, you know, like they, they really ballooned at one point. Um, but we were on that same arc with, uh, with like our show picking up steam right as they were booking gigantic lineups. And for a couple of years there, we would literally just be, all right, who's the most famous person who will return a text. Right. And we had some shows that were, you know, that normally we'd put out like seating for like 65 or so at Java and there was room in the back to stand, those shows, we took yeah. all all the tables and chairs out, standing room only, and we got, I mean, fire code violating numbers <laughs> of people in like there. Over a hundred for sure. Those are probably yeah. the biggest shows we've ever put on. As sure thing. Like yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, those were fantastic, and yeah, I'm trying to think if there's oh oh also the one I'm telling is Hannibal Burris uh, texting me asking to do the show yeah. during South by, then bailing on it. Oh. 
and talking shit about us on oh. stage at Doug Loves Movies. On a podcast. Uh, on a podcast. Oh, although, man. although to his credit, I just like telling the story because I, you know, okay, whatever. Like he reached, somebody said, do this show. He reached out, trying to do it. Great. Uh, and then he, he didn't make it. It's because he did Doug Loves Movies instead. But he, I was texting because it was at the same time. So I was like, hey, man, do you need me to send an Uber, right? Like, because we thought he was doing a show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he was replying, he was, he was reading the text <gasps> on stage. It was like, oh it, was like it was like, yeah, like, oh, someone wants me to do this show. I ain't doing that fucking show. I'm not going to do it. And then he was nice to say, like, oh, that's a culture thing. I hear it's a great show. It's a good show. But, uh, yeah. but I, didn't learn, I didn't know this until two weeks later when people who were listening to those movies were like, oh, hey, Hanover, oh, talk shit about you guys. That is literally, because, like, I'll have coworkers that are not, like, and honestly, stand-up, and that's where you're like, well, people talk about this show in 10 years. I'm like, I don't think people talk about whatever the pinnacle of stand-up is in <laughs> yeah. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. Because yeah. the whole time it's been running, I'll have coworkers who are like, who's the most famous person that's, like, done your show? And I'll just, I'll do all the actual, like, names, and they're like, ah, and I'm like, well, Hannibal Buress almost did it. And they're like, <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that's fine too. It, the, the truth is, like the the most famous people who do the show, uh, all then get famous from not doing stand up primarily. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just part of it. Like, because that's true. It, we can it's, we it's, could drop all the SNL related people, oh, yeah. and they'll be like, oh great, and I'm like, yeah, see, mm. right. Yeah. Sometimes stand ups get on SNL. So, uh, Brooks did the show after he'd been fired from SNL. That's right. true. Yeah, right. it came up on stage, as I recall. Yes, I think so. I, I would like to describe that performance from the audience perspective as meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't that long after either, was it? No. Yeah, I no. Think, yeah, it was no. like I think it was like the summer after he, you know. Yeah. I don't know him per, uh, you know, yeah. it, it was super nice. He like, crushed. I, but, but, yeah, but yeah, we're not we're not buddies. I can't yeah. be. I can't like speak he, as though I know. He crushed. That was also lucky in so far as it was like the first weekend of South by, at least that long ago. There were like a million comics. Yeah. And we got four or five or whatever. The second week, there's not that many big names like left hanging yeah. out. Yeah. So to get him to close with half an hour was super fun. Yeah, yeah. that was a blast. Yeah. Well, Duncan, I hear that you've got uh, something brewing in the works uh, post ST512. Can, can we call it that? Can we brand it? ST512? ST512. I think you just did. Oh, that might be a hashtag. Also, I have oh. to say shout out and give it to Joe Faina because we were like literally looking at like, okay, so we'll end it at the end of September. Yeah. Like nice round, mm -hmm. like start end of the month. Time out and, well. And, and it was Joe Faina who was here. He had just happened to be hanging out like uh, right before we did the 500 show. He was in town hanging out and he was, and he, he was like, you don't want to go to October? I was like, what, why? He's like, because then you do 512. And I'm like, Genius. it is embarrassing how many conversations <laughs> we've had about this, and it never occurred to us to end it, like, because because we were literally targeting 511 yeah. shows, <laughs> not realizing 511. And then and then when he said it, we're like, well, that's just too cute not to do. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Joe Fana. we love you, buddy. So your last year thing is October 6th, mm -hmm. and you'll never believe it. A week from that day, in the same time <laughs> slot. Really. A new show premieres. What? This word hasn't made it to you at all. Uh, no. It's called Fallout Tonight. What? And there will still be a few stand-up spots, uh -huh. but the rest of it will be more of a late-night sort of vintage Conan feel Ooh. hosted by yours truly. <laughs> and I I really, I can't believe the theater said yes to this <laughs> on a certain level. Your confidence has always been a highlight of your personality, Duncan. You're the only person that's ever said that. <laughs> Yeah, she but was fucking. She was being <laughs> facetious, idiot. No, she's, she's. I remember I'm so, it. I'm sorry, you're not an idiot. I just see the New York comics call each other that all the time. <laughs> you fucking cunt. I remember vividly on a previous one of these uh -huh. where you described me as confident, and I was like, "If you say so." <laughs> but um, yeah, to move forward, it was a thing where I'm like, I want to involve as many more of my friends on a regular basis as I can. So it'll be fun to still do a few. It takes that spots. many people to make up for me. Yeah, it really does. Exactly. And that's so. Uh, it's going to be sort of opening with a monologue and have sketches and stuff that involve a lot more of the non-stand-up Fallout community. Um, and I, yeah, because I had a long time to think about what I wanted to do in the wake of the show, and if there's a, like I said, the reason we came back is because this theater reached out and was looking for solid programming. Mm -hmm. And if they trust me as they, they've given me the green light to sort of take the name of the theater itself and make a, make a new thing, I want to involve, uh, you know, all the, like the, the, the desk people do sketch and improv and stuff too yeah. and, the, and the tech and just 
make it a whole more sort of anything goes kind of vibe. Wow. Because I am excited to come see it. And I just want to say for everybody who doesn't know this, Duncan, as funny as he is, is uh, a multi-hyphenate talent. He truly is a gifted musician, songwriter, singer, plays keys, play, mm-hmm. you know, plays other things as well. But uh, Duncan has a lot more to give than I let him give <laughs> as part of the show. <laughs> what? I keep it tight. <laughs> I say, Duncan, you keep you keep your set exactly 10 minutes. Yep. I'm yep. going to blow the light every week. He's going to give you 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because that's the thing where it's like we... You know, I'm I'm about to turn forty next year, and uh, there's there's only so much you can do doing stand up in general. Which doo-doo. isn't to say there's there's sorry. what's that? You said doo-doo. I said do do. I'm sorry. Look at that. I'm sorry. Uh, so I think I think to just keep it a straight stand up showcase was never interesting to me moving forward. Yeah. And obviously, the name is like our name. You know, it's yeah. the two of us. It'll continue to be the record label. In, in a brand unto itself, and I'll I'll always be the guy that co-hosted that. But uh, yeah, I think especially with the amount of stand-up here, there's just a, a room for like a new kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, which is so I'm sure other other people have done like topical sketch like stuff. Esther's Follies does it five times a week, but this will be smarter than that. I don't know. <laughs> I said that on mic. Let's yeah, I stand by it. Yeah, that's why I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting that Brendan, you're you're dealing with yeah. the end of something, mm-hmm. the showcase, and then leaving everything that you've known for the last 12, 11, 12 years. Yeah, and then killing myself. <laughs> well, hopefully not. No. Because you still got the record level. So <laughs> And a whole life ahead of me. <laughs> He's also point. married and like. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's that. And then <laughs> your your balancing act is the end of the showcase, but also the excitement, the nerves, the you know, excitement about starting something something new. You have to stimulate a whole different part of your like. You have a lot more. Dare I say, you have to come up with more content. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the problem, as hard as it is to keep up with the stand up scene, right? At least I know stand up. At least I can go to a show. I'm on a show. I can yeah, yeah. I, I can see other comics out there, or whatever, right? Like the variety show, you're on the hook to provide some fucking variety, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the, that, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot more, you know, mental and talent muscles to have to flex every week. Yeah. Uh, I've been sort of nervous about it. I won't lie. Yeah. Although uh, last week I did sort of a experiment, and this is we're recording this months before the show actually starts. So yeah. uh, I did like just like a hypothetical like writers room night. Like if the show were this week, what would we do? And it was uh, really fun, and it gave me a lot of confidence nice. moving forward. You know, it's like all my previous few day jobs. I keep getting promoted to like middle management, <laughs> and then for some <laughs> dumb like reason like a pandemic or a boss that doesn't like me or. AI took my last job or whatever. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. I was writing web content oh, and I don't know where in like in March they were like, yeah, we don't need you guys anymore. Oh, Look at that. Oh, you're like John Henry just watching, <laughs> w- watching the steam powered train. leave you I, in the fucking dust. It's a good thing. I didn't mention earlier that that's what all my friends are trying to go into. Ugh, of course they are <laughs> right, writing AI code. Yeah. yeah, yeah cool. Let's double down on the thing that's specifically about, Eliminating people. I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. <laughs> and, and can be of assistance, uh, t- sending uh, living humans into their sugar mines. So if it, you know, and if it succeeds, it'll it'll when? succeed on the on the strength of having done this for for twelve years and learned so much from this guy about how to be a professional. You are goddamn right. It will. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but it, that was the other thing last week in this new show. It'll be an experiment in being the one solo in charge. Which is, it's been very nice for 11 years when people put me on the spot. Like, hey, can I headline? I'm like, well, let me talk. With we're, we're I know, we gotta, right? Oh, we got we to gotta, so we gotta huddle up. It's so complicated. You know, you don't even. <laughs> I do have a couple of, of producers enli- enlisted in helping with this oh, thing, good. which will always already be nice because Lisa Friedrich's one of them. Oh. And she was like, how do you want to handle it when you have to like choose one sketch or one character versus another thing? I'm like, I might She's say, like, it. I'm going to huddle up with my producers. 
the rest. Can I can I also just call one thing out about Lisa because Please. we love Lisa and I I loved hearing this, but uh, Lisa as uh, part of the Fallout inner circle, part mm-hmm. of part of ownership was privy to uh, the knowledge the show was ending before anybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, Duncan told me that one of the first things that happened after after I sent the email, right, was you got back-channeled. She, she texted me. Just saying a very polite sort of, if you're looking to just keep doing the sure thing thing and need a replacement co-host like she's she's always uh-huh. around oh. and i just had to i just had to call that out and say lisa i know it was you i know you fucking i know <laughs> oh, you tried man. i know you tried to, to to get into my seat <laughs> and i love and respect you all the more for it <laughs> truly I, I that is the highest compliment that could be paid that pe- that somebody would want that somebody would want to jump in on this thing yeah. and like keep it going mm-hmm. because because as duncan said like you know we're just a stand-up showcase so what makes this thing unique in any way and we kept coming back to is like it's us. I, I think mm-hmm. that a, a stand-up comedy show takes on the personality of the people who run it, and and our friendship and our dynamic and the way we work together and and what we like about each other and about comedy and stuff has really, really guided so much of, of what happened in the show. And uh, and I'm 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 joking around, but like. Uh, I think Lisa would be tremendous at, at co-hosting this forever. Ultimately, sure thing is sure thing, and we still have other things we want to do. Hopefully, so. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to uh, to call that out because uh, <laughs> I thought that was fucking cool. Uh, well, I thought it was cool, and I just want to note she didn't uh, never ask me about it. Never asked me what I thought about it. So thanks, Lisa. Well, it did it did lead to her joining as a producer on the on the new thing along with uh, Mason Pitluck, who's the artistic director here. And so it's very humbling. I'm going to need a lot of help with the new variety show format. But at the end of the day, when I was deciding how to keep going, you know, there's no, nobody can replace this guy. Let's, let's, let's just say that. Can I do your new show? Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Do I have to do stand up? Not if you don't want to. Cool. Wow, look at that. I've I've always wanted to learn how to, how to do the, 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 how to spin. I always want to learn how to spin plates on pool cues. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. How would you feel if we revived our old sketch comedy act, Jeff and Kathy Chit Chat Show? I'd have to see a clip. <laughs> do, you, do you have a new email address set up to receive this shit? Uh, not yet. I will, though. It'll be easy to find probably at this point. Submissions at Fallout Tonight. I don't think I've performed since I was You know what? Yeah. Mason well, said they could probably do this. It's going to be tonight at fallouttheater.com. Oh, cool. Yeah. A branded email. So legit. Look at that. My goodness. It'll just be a Gmail relay. Don't don't worry about it. I mean, we're, we were legit. We we were on Rob's show, which is, you know, the pinnacle of experimentation. Sa- sandbox, yeah. sandbox, a sandbox. very important influence on on wanting to get that kind of excitement yeah. in this same space. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And we cool. did multiple shows. Yeah. I think we did four or five. Someone sketches. laughed at least once. Well, fucking pull He's those scripts killer. out. Polish them up. Yeah. He's a killer. Sandbox killer. music would not be a huge part of my life if <laughs> Rob hadn't bullied me into doing music <laughs> on his show. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you guys have a show to get ready for in, in well, a bit. I guess we do. We surely do at 10. So, it's uh, almost 9. Right. Is there a, good Lord, that went by so fast. We're fine. Is there something that uh, you, you know, as the happy trails, the horse <laughs> rides off mm-hmm. into the sunset that you want people to know? Other than, you know, you guys are best pals, always will be. <laughs> no That's what. our message. Yeah. We're best buds. <laughs> we want people to know? Just thanks, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Bottom of our hearts. Thank you for everything. And uh, go make your own thing. Go do something. Mm-hmm. Go go make a thing. And you don't. It doesn't have to be because you want people to follow it on TikTok, or it doesn't have to be because you think it's going to go for eleven years. It doesn't have to be for any other reason than you feel the urge to do it, and you have people that you love that you want to do it with. So go go make go make stuff. Keep making things. Go make something different. Thank you, guys. Thank you, buddy. We're, You're we're, welcome. We're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna give Travis shit on the show because uh, he because he, yeah, uh, you're 17 now, almost basically All, about to be 17. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's this this is this is the Travis birthday. A young episode. senior. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Your your your, your, mo- your mom your mom senior. sent me a list of comics that are your favorites. Yeah, I know. And I had to pretend that I <laughs> that I was going to book based on that, but luckily, like literally, we had already lined up Amazing. a headliner who was on that list. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it worked out great. And yeah. last show. Was also a good one. That's true. That's true. Two weeks in a row for you guys. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham! Presents Duncan Carson and Brendan K. O'Grady of ST512 fame. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us where we can find you on social media and uh, upcoming shows and projects. Well, Well, we talked about your upcoming. Yeah. Yeah, Fallout Tonight, uh, it'll be easy to find. It's in the same spot. I'm a Duncan Carson on <gasps> Threads and Instagram. Hey. Your debut is on Friday the 13th. It sure is. I, I, I just realized I have to... I, I'm going to finish this fucking show yeah. and not have a Friday. Uh, something to do. <laughs> yeah. And the first Friday off, I have to come to your first goddamn show. You couldn't, give me a week off. you couldn't give me a week off. <laughs> You're not obligated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says that. He says that. Uh, fo- follow at SureThingATX on the social medias. Uh, mm-hmm. Social medias. There will still be things. There will be records. There will be to find hopefully the shows in yeah. the future. And uh, and hell, I'll probably it's probably going to be my only connection to the Austin comedy scene. Uh, so I'll still be I'll still be the be the one working that Instagram. Yeah. I'll still be I'll still be the be, be the other than that line. Follow this guy on the gram. He's you're going to do like all the Friday shows you couldn't do. Well, that's we true. Were. That's well, I, but yeah, but I'm still private because I'm I still have my job. Ah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't follow me. I've said it before. <laughs> come see me in real life. That's the. It's more comedy's more fun in real life. Come come to come to see comedy. It is. We hope you've enjoyed hearing about how Duncan and Brendan continue to be the comedic geniuses that you heard today, and that you've heard over the last six, seven years talking to us. Every damned year, except for one when we got in trouble. Uh, <laughs> this has been Comedy Wham presents Duncan Carson and Brendan K. O'Grady of Sure Thing and Sure Thing Records. I'm Valerie. I'm Travis. And that's been funny. Thank you, Duncan and Brendan. Thanks for having us. Thank you both. We love Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.